Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we focus on metals, mining, and more. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Joining us today is the founder of 321 Gold and 321 Energy, and the author of two of my personal favorite books, The Art of Peace and Nobody Knows Anything, Bob Moriarty. Thank you for joining us, sir. Sure, it's good to talk to you today, Maurice. Certainly, there are interesting things going on. Yes, they are. You know, Bob, the last time uh, you joined us, we discussed election fraud, global revolution, and precious metals. Today, we're going to address some concerns you have regarding the media's attempt to continue to divide and conquer, and most important, what actions the investor needs to take. Bob, listeners value your ability to think independently and use critical analysis. Allow me to begin today's discussion with the following remarks. I've noticed a recurring theme over the last 30 years, and it appears to be becoming more and more aggressive with each passing year, which is the mainstream media stance to divide and conquer. And I must say, it's working. You know, I was under the impression that the news was to be objective, not subjective. So I have a twofold question for you here. What is your position on this matter? And why do you believe citizens continue to be victims to the propaganda? Mm, boy, that's a good question. Uh, let me let me backtrack just a little bit and let me define the real role of the mainstream media or the fake stream media would be a better term. When 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 you took a civics course in the seventh grade or the eighth grade, you were told there were three branches of government and the president was the commander in chief of the military and Congress passed the spending bills and the Senate was in charge of passing treaties and Congress and the Senate threw bills back and forth and modified them and then passed them and then the uh, judicial system ruled on the legality of that. And those three branches of government ruled the country. Well, I can assure you it was all bullshit, okay? We have something known as the deep state or the dark state that really runs the United States. For example, the CIA under Dulles got into a revolution in Guatemala in 1954. They overthrew the government of uh, Iran in 1953. They started the Vietnam conflict in 1957. Uh, if you go back to the the uh, Gulf Tonkin incident in early August of 1964, according to the government, uh, two American destroyers were sailing along peacefully in the Gulf of Tonkin in international waters, not harming anyone. And the nasty old North Vietnamese attacked them with PT boats. Now, what we've learned since then is that, in fact, the, the destroyers were escorting a squadron of South Vietnamese PT boats sponsored by the CIA who were attacking North Vietnamese positions. So, at the very least, the North Vietnamese were strictly defending themselves. Now, we know that there was one attack on one of the destroyers by PT boats, and some PT boats were shot up, 
And then two days or three days later, supposedly there was another attack. And in fact, uh, we've figured out since then that attack probably never took place. Now, that was the basis of the Gulf Tonkin Resolution, which was Johnson's carte blanche to, to start a war in Southeast Asia. And $500 billion later and 58,000 American lives, we left in 1975. I've been back to Vietnam and still a communist government, but it's their country and their government. And they can pretty much do whatever they want to, and I don't care. But what I'm getting at is that CIA had their own Navy. They had their own Air Force. They had their own Army. If you look at Cuba in 1962 at the Bay of Pigs, uh, the CIA-sponsored terrorists, as it were, invaded Cuba, and the CIA was lying to, to Kennedy, and Kennedy finally figured it out, said, hey, we're not going to send our military in there. So, so I think there were a thousand people captured at the Bay of Pigs. And Kennedy said, I'm going to break the CIA into a thousand pieces, and nine months later he was killed, probably by the CIA and the mafia and the FBI and some Texas oil oligarchs. But the role of the media is to be the propaganda arm of the deep state. CIA and the other 17 intelligence agencies do whatever they feel like doing, and the media covers for them. Uh, we know now that everything that was said about Iraq, Saddam Hussein, and weapons of mass destruction, 100% of it was a lie. But the amazing thing is that, what is this, 14 years later, we're still in Iraq. So, so we would like to believe the president and Congress and the Supreme Court runs the government, but they really don't. And the deep state and Hollywood and Wall Street and the media is trying to demonize Trump the same way they did Saddam Hussein, same way they did Muammar Gaddafi, same way they did Assad of Syria. And, and it's, it's pretty dangerous. Uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I just know it's very dangerous. You know, thank you for conveying that. And let me ask you this as well. You know, the, the hot topic for today is immigration. What are your thoughts on President Trump's decision? Is this due in part to his influence, or is this due in part to the CIA's influence? Well, the CIA doesn't actually have anything to do with that other than they're trying to demonize him. The really interesting situation is that Trump has done exactly what Jimmy Carter and, and uh, Barack Obama did. They've limited immigration to citizens of certain countries. Now, I, I personally disagree. I think the idea that you can forbid all Muslims from coming to the United States, that you should demonize Muslims, I think it's a very foolish thing to do. I think there'll be a lot of blowback, etc. But uh, the interesting thing is that the media is attacking him and pretending that, that it never happened before and he's done something very unusual. He's just done more of what Barack Obama ever, ever did in the past. He did the same thing with Iraq. And it's very interesting because Barack Obama 
uh, it's easily one of the most hypocritical presidents we've ever had. He goes out and does one thing and says something totally different. But the degree to which uh, Donald Trump is being demonized, and they're actually lying about. Let me give you an example. Do you remember the the issue over the crowd size at the inauguration? Yes. Okay, the media came out basically and said, look, here's two pictures. One picture taken at 11 o'clock in, in Barack Obama's inauguration, and one picture taken at 11 o'clock in Trump's inauguration. And there were a lot more people in Obama's inauguration at 11 o'clock. Now, that statement was true, but it was also meaningless. Do you happen to remember what the weather was like in Washington on, on January 20th at Trump's inauguration? I do not. It was raining. Okay. If you remember uh, George Bush and, uh, you know, he had, a, he had a bar fight with his raincoat trying to cover his head. It was raining at Trump's inauguration. It was a bright, sunny day at Barack Obama's. Uh, inauguration. So people showed up early at Obama's inauguration and they showed up late at Trump's inauguration. But the interesting thing is Donald Trump was absolutely correct. There were more people at his inauguration at noon than there were at Obama's inauguration at noon. But the the media immediately jumped on his sales press secretary, immediately jumped on his number one advisor and called Donald Trump a liar. And the really interesting thing is the media keeps getting caught lying. Now, uh, strange enough, it's sites like yours and it's mine and it's Kitco and it's, it's Breitbart and a thousand other sites, Drudge, perfect example. I'm not saying that the truth is all you find on the web. There's a lot of garbage on the web. There's a lot of lying on the web. However, there are good sites that give good information, and I, I hope that I'm one. I know that you are. Well, thank you. And it's, if someone wants to find out what's really going on, they can. The interesting thing is this is killing the mainstream media. Nobody trusts the media. I think they've got a 12% uh, approval rating or something like that. Congress has a 9% approval rating. And the interesting thing about Congress is that in the same survey, the devil had a 14% approval rating. Well, you know, let me, let me bounce back to what you were referring to with the uh, attendance. Here's my position on it is who cares? I mean, what, what, what does it really matter who, how many people attended and who didn't attend? It, I see well, no significance. Yeah, there is significance. Okay, if I come out and say something and you call me a liar, that becomes significant. And Donald Trump is bombastic and he's a blowhard. Uh, he's either going to be the very best president the United States ever had, or he's going to be the very worst president the United States ever had. Pull a quarter out of your pocket and flip it because the jury's still out. However, when the president of the United States says something and the media turns around and calls him a liar, that's significant. I am shocked 
at the treatment that he's getting from the media, uh, there there was a there was a report that came from a Russian that said that Donald Trump had been in Moscow and hired some hookers to pee on him. And this report was circulating in Washington for six months before the election. Well, John McCain got his hands on it, and he started passing it out. And the really funny thing is that everybody said these facts have not been verified. Now, what does these facts have not been verified actually mean? Well, it means that this could be somebody lying through their teeth and we don't care. And in fact, the guy made it up. It was fake news. Everybody picked up on it. And the mainstream media, the fake stream media, kept reiterating the same charge and kept saying, but it hasn't been verified. Well, if it hasn't been verified, it means it's not true. But they're still willing to post it. So uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, uh, how it affects investments, I don't know. But if, if you thought there was a good chance of there, there being a civil war in the United States, uh, it would probably be a good idea to, to be very conservative, uh, to keep some extra food, uh, keep some ammunition, uh, keep some gold and silver and cash around. I, I really see it. I mean, it, it, I put it in my book. I wrote it in November of 1915. I said, we're on our way to our first worldwide revolution. And I think that's just one more chapter. But it just terrifies me. Uh, members of Trump's own party, the Republicans, in the form of John McCain, are going after him tooth and nail. He's the president of the United States, for crying out loud. You don't have to like him. He was elected. And one of the things that he said, and it's very interesting, we hadn't discussed it yet, he said there was widespread voter fraud. Well, we know that's true, because when they went into the precincts in Ohio for the recount, they've got a law in Ohio that says that the, the voter count and the number of votes processed has to be about the same. And they had precincts where there were four times as many voters counted as there were voters. And of course, they were in the, the very populated cities of Dayton and, and Detroit, and, and they were pro-Hillary. Uh, so there, when he says there were fraud, there was absolute fraud. NPR, which is extremely liberal, came out and said there may have been 15 million votes counted in fraud. So we got an interesting situation. It's something I never imagined. It's something that I don't think anybody ever predicted. But we've got some some subsurface groups, CIA, the Washington Post, New York Times, Hollywood, uh, Wall Street, trying to demonize the president of the United States. And it could easily uh, turn into a civil war. These protests all over the country nobody goes out and, and starts protesting just for the fun of it. Those are organized. Those are financed. George Soros is behind all that. And that's not a good thing. When you've got a, a billionaire trying to subvert the uh, Constitution of the United States and the President of the United States, that's a dangerous thing to do. And when you've got a president who thinks he should be the only person who makes rules, that kind of government is called a dictatorship. 
and I'm not in favor of that either. These are definitely interesting times, and you referenced uh, Hillary Clinton a minute ago. You know, I'm really disheartened when I see people following the mainstream news outlets. And for example, the left, uh, they continue to state that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, and the topic still dominates their headlines and gets ignorant citizens emotional and upset because they believe they've been cheated. Twofold question well, for you. Let me, oh, go ahead. Let me attack that. Let me attack that for a minute because that's an extremely good point. I make the point in my book, Nobody Knows Anything, that when somebody's trying to defraud you, he tells you something that is perfectly true and perfectly meaningless at the same time. Gata's been running around for years saying gold is manipulated. Well, everybody who's a sophisticated investor knows that every single financial market is manipulated. So to say that gold is manipulated is about as accurate as saying that sun rises in the morning. It's perfectly true and perfectly meaningless. Well, we have a representative republic in the United States. We do not have a democracy. A democracy is a terrible form of government. A democracy is two wolves and a sheep arguing over what to have for lunch. Hillary Clinton says she won the popular vote. Well, first of all, I don't believe it, and the NPR doesn't believe it, because they say there were 15 million votes cast illegally, which I find very interesting. But even if it was true, it would be meaningless. Okay, because we've got an electoral system in the United States. Donald Trump and his advisors went after the states they needed to go after, and Hillary Clinton went, went after the popular ones. They keep saying things about Hillary that are true, but utterly meaningless. And I hope the one thing that Donald Trump actually does, I, I hope the, the new Attorney General of the United States goes in, looks at, the, the whole email fiasco and, and the selling her, her office of Secretary of State, and I hope that Hillary Clinton is charged with crimes, and I hope she's, she gets a fair trial, and I hope she's convicted. She's criminal. It'd be interesting to see if those events actually come to fruition. You know, Bob, let me ask you this, because we were just discussing it. Where is the social responsibility from the mainstream media conveying to their audience the difference between a democracy and a republic, and why um, don't they use, you know, why don't they share why we don't use the popular vote to de determine our president, and that we do have the Electoral College? Why is this never conveyed? Well, because uh, you're thinking the mainstream media, it's supposed to be objective, yet you recognize that it's subjective, and it, uh, I would go further. The mainstream media is a propaganda arm of the deep state. They don't give a shit about the truth. They're all liars. They know they're liars. I mean, there isn't any doubt about it. And, and they're going to lie, and they're going to lie, and they're going to lie. Now, here, here's what's interesting, and this is what drives them crazy. They, these guys are kind of like a scorpion. And if you've ever seen a scorpion that's dying, it'll sting anything in sight, including itself. And the fake stream media is doing exactly that. They have lost so much credibility because there's like, sites like yours, sites like mine, and sites like Drudge that, that, you know, we have a bias, but we admit that we have a bias. And what we're trying to do is, is give a reasonable view, and the fake stream media is lying about everything.
but they've been caught out. But they're a, they're a propaganda arm. I mean, it, would you believe Russian propaganda or would you believe German propaganda during World War II? Or, or do you believe American propaganda? It's propaganda. You know, you mentioned German. Uh, I was born a German citizen, for those that are not aware. Um, I became naturalized at the age of 10. And I find it so interesting when I run into uh, citizens and they're so emotional about, again, we're talking, discussing uh, republic, democracy, electoral college. They're not aware of it. They don't read the Constitution. And I, make, I, I inform them that, hey, this is the law. This is the Constitution. Uh, or not necessarily that this uh, specific topic may be in the Constitution, but I make them aware that they don't know the facts, the empirical evidence that you're alluding to. They just believe the first headline and they never question it and it frustrates me because these are citizens that vote but they're ignorant and it frustrates the dickens out of me so again i thank you for sharing that with the audience about uh, being aware of where you get your information from because it has an ability a very pernicious ability as well to influence your decisions in, in the wrong way you know bob what is the solution to get the media to stop being biased and just convey facts and remain neutral well, what's, what's going to happen is these guys are going to fade away. They are totally losing their audience, and, and that's a good thing. I mean, I'm going to say something that, that we all know, but nobody's ever said before. Matt Drudge has far more influence than New York Times does, and the New York Times, that drives them totally nuts. But the New York Times is manufacturing bogey whips, and you know it's time that they wise up. I've seen the New York Times website, I've seen the Washington Post website, and they're terrible websites. Their news is terrible. Their writers are terrible. And uh, granted, I mean, what I write, I absolutely have a bias. And if if readers come to my website, they know Bob Moriarty's got a bias. But I don't hide it. Okay, they pretend they're objective when in fact they're they're publishing nothing but propaganda. Now, when you go into the issue of voters, if you talk to the average voter for five minutes, you would conclude that probably the best form of government is a benevolent dictatorship. Now. I, I'm an equal opportunity anarchist. I despise all governments equally. But uh, the American public has been, new, new, has been taught by television and the mainstream media to believe certain things. They're absolute rubbish, and they need to wise up. A, a ignorant people can never be free. Bob, let's cover another topic that you want to discuss, and that is the demonization of President Trump. What is the demonization of President Trump? Well, uh, it's the mainstream media, the propaganda arm of the deep state, uh, trying to make him look bad. Um, it, it's pretty shocking. I, I've never seen it. I've never heard it before. Uh, the the media gives Trump no respect whatsoever. It's dangerous because you don't know where it's going to go. Let me give you a hypothetical situation. We've got the situation of immigration. We've got Donald Trump firing 
the, the acting attorney general because she refused to follow his orders. And he's perfectly entitled to do that. And they're going to go back and they're going to say, well, isn't that what Richard Nixon did when he fired Richardson in, in the Saturday Night Massacre? And of course, yes, okay, that is exactly what Nixon did. And that's what, what Trump did. But uh, the key is she didn't follow orders. She was working at his pleasure. And uh, it, he was perfectly right in firing her to the extent that he, he's doing things that president shouldn't do. And they're saying that's a bad thing. Now, Congress, Schumer and, and McCain are starting to say, well, maybe we need to impeach him. Now, where it gets really scary is, okay, they impeach him. They throw him out of office. Now, who becomes president then? Well, the answer is our vice president. Of course. Okay. But here's what's really funny. Nobody knows who this guy is. Nobody knows what his record is. He was elected vice president. He wasn't elected president. That's going to be like uh, Johnson taking over after uh, Abraham Lincoln was, was assassinated. Uh, we've got a situation where we could have easily have a constitutional crisis. Now, where it gets really scary, and I, I, I do want the listeners to pay attention to this, because this is it's really unusual. Uh, I, I would think the rest of the world right now is wondering about the sanity of the American political system. And we've got a financial system on the verge of collapse. And this is like the financial system sitting on the edge of a cliff and coming up and giving it a boot in the ass. Uh, this, this could easily blow the financial system sky high. We got $500 trillion in interest rate sensitive derivatives. The whole derivative, $600 trillion in derivatives that we know about. Uh, it, it's going to blow up someday. You know, this whole thing may be deliberate. Okay, it may be some giant game on the part of the government where where they're going to have play acting, and they're going to act like you know we got a president, we're going to demonize him, we're going to blow the system sky high, have a collapse, and have a civil war. This could absolutely be deliberate. Well, we certainly hope it doesn't turn out that way, but I got to tell you. It, it doesn't look too favorable. You know, you mentioned the economy. Uh, Bob, the Dow just recently reached 20,000 points. Now, I view the Dow as calcopyrate, which is the technical term for fool's gold. Because if we've had unemployment and underemployment at rates that they've been for the last nine years, where has the discretionary income uh, to deploy capital into the Dow, where's it been coming from? Well, uh, let me let me point something out, and I do go into this in the book. I, I try to get people to pay attention to what's important. Uh, somebody just came out with statistics from last month on insider sales, and insider sales were 65 times insider buys. Uh, the Dow is in an S&P is an accident waiting to happen. It's higher than it's ever been in history relative to earnings. The the number of people not employed in the United States, the highest it's ever been as a percentage, 94 million Americans. We've got 49, uh, sorry, yeah, 49 million Americans on food stamps. We've got uh, 
national debt of, of $20 trillion. We've got unfunded liability somewhere between 100 and 200 trillion. Those are all fireworks, okay? And you're taking boxes of fireworks and you're throwing them in a furnace. And the only thing that I can say is, and I can't talk about any specific fireworks, but you keep throwing boxes of fireworks into a furnace, you're gonna have an explosion. And we are gonna have an explosion, it's gonna be very bad, and most people, especially people listening to the fake stream media, are gonna be destroyed financially and perhaps even physically. Which is what we're uh, doing our very best to convey and to share what response and actions you should take. You know, Bob, you mentioned uh, insider buying. Can you share for listeners how that really works? In essence, that insider buying, is that, in essence, debt? No, no, not at all. Okay, here's the deal. You've got 100 corporations in the world, and you've got the the executives of those 100 corporations, and they have all the right in the world to buy their stock and to sell their stock. Now, if you want to ever figure out what the future of a company looks like, you want to pay attention to what the CEO's doing. If he's buying shares, you want to get on board. If he's dumping shares to beat the band, well, that's, that's a really bad sign. And the insider selling, okay, the people in the know was 65 times greater than the insider buying. And that means the insiders do not trust the system, do not trust their companies, think the whole thing's gonna crash, and they're probably right. And for our listeners, please note that I stated that the Dow reached 20,000 points. Bob, why is the Dow not measured in currency units? Which if we applied the Dow divisor of 0 0.1460 and multiplied it times 20,000, the answer would be 2,920 in Federal Reserve notes. Uh, I'm not sure that makes any difference. The Dow's just a measure. It, it doesn't make a rat's ass how you measure it. Uh, you're just saying it, it's a number. Whatever the number is doesn't make any difference. It gives you some direction, some idea of the direction of the down, some direction of the S&P. <clears throat> it's like the dollar index. There is no dollar index. The dollar index is actually made up of the currencies of 14 other currencies. So, so it, it gives you an indication of where currencies are moving, and the Dow, same thing, doesn't make any difference what the divisor is. Now, what readers do, or listeners do need to understand is, the components of the Dow and the S&P are changing on a constant basis. So the Dow of today is not the same as the Dow of 1980, but it's just a measure, and it's a measure that they're constantly changing the pieces of and it'll give you an idea of where it's going. But uh, I, I would be very nervous right now. So the, the people who know the most don't want to be in shares of their own companies. Truly concerning. You know, Bob, a divided country is a country that will eventually implode. The prospects of a bright future, they don't look favorable. Now, for listening... No, 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 sorry, I hate to be rude, but I'm going to interrupt. We are the brightest 
future that we've ever had. Okay, you need the the readers, the listeners need to go buy the book to Fourth Turning, and that's where the subject was predicted. I think the book was written in 1996. And in the book, the theory of the two authors is that every generation, every 20 or 22 years, you go through another cycle. And we're in the fourth turning, and the fourth turning is a crisis stage. Now, the, the end to the crisis stage is either really, really good or really, really bad. Okay? Now, we don't know if we're going to have World War III and total financial collapse and and turn the United States into a third world country, or if somehow Donald Trump's gonna be able to make America great. Some things are, are terrible. The fact that the CIA has far more to do with, with the policies of the United States than does the President and Congress, I think is a terrible idea. The idea that the mainstream media is putting out a constant barrage of propaganda and lies, I think it's a real bad idea. I would like to have the media do their job. I would like to have the intelligence agencies of the United States stick to what they should be good at and stop dragging the United States into stupid wars. Now, let me point something out. Donald Trump has restricted immigration from seven countries. Now, the citizens of those seven countries have been bombed in every single case by the United States, and they have absolutely legitimate right to, to be angry at the actions of the United States. But in the last 50 years, there has not been a single terrorism attack in the United States from citizens of any of those countries. Now, interestingly enough, Egypt has provided terrorists in the United States, but we're not barring them from the United States. Saudi Arabia provided most of the people, uh, hijackers on 9-11, and they were guilty of killing about 2,300 Americans, and, and the UAE provided the rest. So the citizens of the countries that we bombed the crap out of, we're not going to allow them in because they might be angry. But the citizens of the countries that, in fact, have attacked us through terrorism, we're going to let them in. I, I personally think that's very foolish. <laughs> I do, too. You know, in a counter argument, maybe as well as, and I don't hear this ever mentioned again in the, the mainstream media news, is this. Why are the refugees, and we're speaking predominantly of, of, of Muslims here, but why aren't they turning to fellow countries in the region versus going to, you know, um, uh, countries in Europe that are Christian-based or the United States, which is more of a Christian-based, why aren't they going more internally and why aren't the countries surrounding them, Muslim countries that is, why aren't they accepting them? Well, because the United States and Israel clearly have been waging a crusade against Muslims for 20 or 25 years. I mean, to the extent that they have a absolutely legitimate bitch and it's saying stop bombing us. We were bombing Somalia. What'd they do to us? We were bombing Sudan. What'd the Sudan do to us? We bombed Iraq. We're still there in Iraq. What'd they do to us? We've assassinated scientists from Iran. What'd they do to us? 
we overthrew Muammar Gaddafi and had him killed by a CIA-led mob. What did he do to us? All of these countries and all of these people who were not a threat to the United States, their countries have been destroyed. And, and I was in Egypt recently visiting a, a uh, gold project. And while I was going through the Cairo airport, there were terrorists who killed some policemen there. We have just demolished the Middle East at the instigation of Israel. There was a plan written in 1982 to, to demonize all of their neighbors and destroy all of their neighbors and break them into little pieces. And we've been fighting wars for Israel for 20 years, and that's just plain stupid. If Israel's got a bitch against Iran, they should take it up with Iran. It's not the policy of the United States or in the United States' interest to be fighting wars for a, for another country. It's stupid. Well, we certainly are in agreement there. In, in my remarks in reference to the future doesn't look bright or favorable, I should say, I'm referring, referring to more of a short-term. Uh, you know, well, short-term short term's going to be bad. Yes. Short-term can be ugly. But... <laughs> We're going to make it through. And that short term, it, it, my time frame is a, you know, it, it's less than 10 years and I, I don't have a crystal ball, but I know I want to be one minute, um, you know, I'd rather be five hours early, a day early than to be one minute late. And that's why I'd like to get, uh, you know, your thoughts for listeners that are wondering why they need to procure precious metals. Uh, what would you like to share with them? Well, to the extent that all currencies are based on pieces of paper, when the financial system goes and every single intelligent person that I know who has studied finance and I deal with some of the top guys in the world, they're all shocked the system hasn't collapsed yet. You have lots of warnings. Everybody should have some savings. Everybody should have some cash in the house. You need to own some gold and silver. When your credit cards don't work anymore, when the ATM doesn't work anymore, and you need food, you need to have something that you can buy it. Uh, it there's going to be chaos coming, and while I believe we're going to make it through that, it's fine because it during chaotic periods, you can look at the history of every war, the generals at the beginning are all stupid and make these incredible mistakes. However, uh, the, the smart people float to the top and eventually uh, manage to solve the problem. And I, I believe that's going to happen. I mean, we've got a lot of good thinkers in the world. We've got a lot of good thinkers, good people in the United States and uh, people who want to do the right thing. We don't have to be, uh, we don't need APAC running our, our Congress. We don't need uh, Israel telling us when to go to war. We've got people who can decide that. Now, I happen to agree with Smedley Butler, you need an absolutely first-class defense. I fought for what I believe was my country for two years in Vietnam. I would fight again to protect my family, to protect my home, and to protect my country. But the defense of the United States starts at the border. Interesting. And can you loot on that a little further? Yeah. 
Okay. Somebody invades the United States, go shoot them. So is that what you're referring to? And are you referring to right now to the border with uh, Mexico and Canada or? I, to the best of my knowledge, Mexico didn't invade us. We don't enforce our immigration laws, and we need to either change the laws or we need to enforce the laws. I mean, the United States has the dumbest immigration policy in the, in the known universe, and everybody bitches and pisses and moans about it. Either change the immigration rules or enforce them. Do one or the other. I couldn't say it any better, <laughs> and I am an immigrant. <laughs> now, for investors that have not uh, been accumulating precious metals, um, what would you say is their first should be their first metal of choice for a first-time well, investor? They should go to Amazon and three, spend three bucks and read my book. Absolutely, which is nobody knows anything. And uh, Bob, before we close, since we're referencing your books. Um, where can we get the art of peace and nobody knows anything? They're both on Amazon. You can look them up either by name or you can look them up by my name, Robert Moriarty. But it's as simple as ordinary people have all the information available to them that they need to have if they'll go out and look for it. There are no experts. There are no gurus. You need to think for yourself. You need to stop listening to charlatans. You need to stop listening to, to Wall Street. Stop listening to Hollywood. I mean, is what's really funny to me, uh, when people make movies, they, they do the same thing. They, they do the same scene 50 times in a row. And it's amazing to me because I've seen movies made the ability to fake emotions 50 times in a row and not change at all. How does that qualify you to tell the president of the United States what kind of laws he should pass? I mean, the idea that Hollywood should be telling us how to live our lives. Are you kidding? Most people are all crazy. <laughs> very, very well said, sir. And, uh, you know, Bob, give us the uh, websites as well that you have. Uh, 321 Gold and 321 Energy, and the websites are free, and there's a lot of valuable information. And I was telling people in October and November and December that we had low in gold and low in gold shares, and there was an opportunity for a lifetime. And so far, I've been right. Yes, you have. And last but not least, please remember to subscribe to our website www.provenandprobable.com where we interview the most respected names in the natural resource space. The website again is www.provenandprobable.com. Bob Moriarty of 321 Gold and 321 Energy, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Thank you, Maurice. It's been interesting. All the best to you, sir. Thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Remember to like and subscribe for more conversations with the most respected names in the natural resource space. Check out our website at www.provenandprobable.com. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only. 
without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.